Lego. Connectivity 188. I'm your host Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Brian Rose. Hi, everyone. Zachary Miller. Uh, catchy catchphrase. <laughs> and Neil Ronahan. Hi, everybody. So, today, guys, we're going to be talking about our game of the year or our potential games I of the year. I guess our game of the year after three quarters of the year. Yeah. So, our um, game of it... three quarters of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's our topic for this episode, but once again, we'll start off just by sort of easing into it and um, having a little bit of a chat about what we've been playing or what we've been doing lately. Uh, so, uh, Neil, what do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about my, my game of the year, which is uh, Tony Hawk 5. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's uh, as, as we record this, it's the day that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 came out. Um and the internet, uh, I guess, has found a new punching bag, and they are currently, um, I believe that Tony Hawk's virtual corpse is on the ground, <laughs> and he's been brutalized. It's not a pretty sight. Um, but I've been playing the game. I actually, I, pre- I preloaded it digitally the first time I've ever done that on PlayStation, um, because there was a lot of, like, people didn't really know much about it. There were no review copies sent out, so I figured, I'm going to get it, I'm going to play it right away. So I did. Um... I played it for like an hour or two last night. I played it for like an hour or two more when I got home from work today. And I'm really enjoying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, uh, despite popular opinion. Yeah, I mean, people have been uh, bagging on it over uh, glitches and stuff, but, you know, I watched your stream last night, Yeah, uh, and I didn't really see any problems. I mean, it crashed There's, once. Yeah, and, and I think, and, and like, I, I, the, the cra- I mean, it hasn't happened since, and I've put... I've yeah. put I, I don't think there's a timer that I can check, but I've put like three, four hours into it at this point. Um, and it crashed once, and I think that's more on my PS4 than it is the game, because I, I think I need to send in my PS4 to Sony at some point, but it's just that, like, the crashing error that I'm getting is not frequent enough that I keep on being like, oh, I guess I should send it in, because I think I'm already out of warranty at this point, so yeah. who cares? Um, my my but, biggest concern with your stream, Neil, is it just doesn't, it's not a great-looking game. It doesn't look great, but okay. I'm gonna say this. I mean, I know I mean I know it sounds like I'm being a graphics whore, but like Tony Hawk, it looks in a way it looks a little worse than like Tony Hawk Three, which was colorful. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I can assure you, it does not. (laughs) Um, That's called. Well, but I I guess comparatively to where games were at in 2001 when Tony Hawk Three came out, yes, Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk Five looks like crap. Compared to where games are at now, to where they were in two thousand one, right? Like, not that Tony, the Tony Hawk series was ever like a technological marvel, but like, yes, this is a plain Jane looking game. It's it's <laughs> Unreal Engine three, um, and and it's nothing prettier than that. But as far as the way the game handles and the way the game feels, I really like it. Um, it's a little bit different. Like they have this weird slam mechanic that um, I know I know that I, I know that Zach, at least you, you are familiar with the Hawk series. Uh, yeah. Like, when you grind, when you press the button to grind, now you do this thing where you, like, slam right downward. Which, oh. once you actually, like, get used to it, 
it's actually kind of helpful. Because, like, when you're in the air and you're like, okay, I want to, like, land on this on this rail, you don't need to worry about, like, making sure you have the right, like, depth for it. You can just press the grind button and you go right down to it. Oh, that's kind of nice. Um, but it takes, that, that took a lot of getting used to. Um, it's like the active reload yeah, of Tony no, Hawk. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is. And, and like, with grinding, um, you can't... You can't fall when you grind, which is just weird. That is weird. Like, you'll just, like, if you lose balance, you just, um, like, it ends. Oh, okay. Like, the grind ends and, like, you get off the rail. Um, and it's just, in general, it kind of feels, like, easier to play, which I don't think is really a terrible thing. No. It's just that it's different. And I haven't, uh, like I said, I've been playing it for three, four hours, and I haven't really had any, like, major issues or, like... You know, the, the, all, the, all the laughable gifts going around, like, none of that's really happened to me. I've had, I think that, like, the game's, like, user interface is kind of bad, and, like, there's some really brutal load times sometimes. Like, it's, for, for games like Tony Hawk, it's all about, like, if you could retry and it's instantaneous. Yeah. And it's not in this, it's a couple seconds, which, I mean, like, there are a lot of games that I really like that have that same problem. Is this um, the kind of thing you can see them patching in the future if they decide to patch? Like so these, here's these problems. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know if Activision mm. gives a shit. Yeah, because I guess I'll just kind of. It's a Spider-Man situation. With yeah, the, well, I'll kind of wrap up my my feelings on the games before we get to the larger image of Tony Hawk in video games in general. Um, but I, I've been enjoying the game a lot. Uh, I, it's definitely like, because I've been wound up talking to a lot of people on Twitter about this. Uh, it's like a B movie. Like that's the way <coughs> I feel like this game is. Like it's if if you were to put a gun to my head and be like, you need to write a review, and give it a score right now. Like I don't know. Like I'd still have to play a lot more before I give it a final score. But like seven, like oh, that. That's yeah. that would be my gut right now. Like it's not, it's not bad. It's not amazing. It's got issues. Like it might even go lower the more I play into it. I don't know. But I've. I do not regret spending the full $60 on it so far, and I don't think that's going to change. It's also got some kind of cool online stuff that I'm going to I'm gonna try with my brother and possibly a friend of the show, Tyler Treese. Nice. Um, where you can just kind of like everyone, you can make a private match, and then like you'll be in a level, and you can all just play the game at the same time, and like fuck with each other and run into each other and start like competitions kind of like all right who can get the best combo in two minutes go who can get the highest score in two minutes go that's cool um i, I played that with some random people um and i i've been enjoying it but getting to tony hawk in a broader perspective the activision contract with tony hawk ends at the end of 2015 mm. ah. so they had to get it out the door yeah, and it was also this is it came out on September 29th, which is uh, two days away from the end of a quarter. So that's probably another reason why it, it got forced out. Um, and by the end of 2015, Activision's likely not going to re up with Tony Hawk. So there will probably be no more Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. Wow. Because I, I would, I mean, and I did actually, I, I had the credits on because I was curious just to see, like, who worked on this and stuff like that. Um, and I noticed that the pro skater is copyright Activision. I mean, naturally, Tony Hawk has his own name, so... So Tony Hawk uh, can make a new game, but it won't be Tony yeah. Hawk's pro skater. Yeah, like, that's that's where we might be, well, is that the license for a Tony Hawk video game 
might not be with Activision anymore. Yeah. And with how the series is gone, I don't know. Like, I I can't imagine Tony Hawk Five is going to sell that well. It might do surprisingly well because it does play on nostalgia a lot. Like, for example, I I was in even if it was terrible, and I know everyone's kind of says it's terrible. I I don't think it's that bad. He was the developer on this. Robo Moto. They did. They did Tony Hawk's HD. They did um, Tony Hawk Ride and Shred, the the terrible mm-hmm. skateboard yeah. peripheral games. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of those developers, like they're they worked on like the Fight Night series, Mortal Kombat. They're like old old former Midway mm-hmm. people. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Next game will be Tony Hawk's professional skateboarder. <laughs> he will be <laughs> he'll be wearing a tux. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, good to know. But yeah, that's that's to that's know. Tony Hawk. Uh, I've been, I've been digging it, uh, hmm. and I guess uh, briefly. Uh, well, first off, um, Nick, when is this going up? Next week. Okay, Legend of Legacy on 3DS. <laughs> um, is it going to go up after October 9th, or or is it like? Uh, it'll go out next Wednesday. So whatever. Okay, okay. So I can't say my review score of the game. <laughs> Um, but I can I can talk about it in preview like fashion. Um, the Legend of Legacy is a 3DS game coming out on October 13th. I've been playing through it for review, um, and it's it's kind of a weird RPG. It's got amazing music, but the thing I don't know. Have any of you guys played uh, the Saga series at all? Like nope. the no. like, I mean like I think um what is it? It's the the Final Fantasy Game Boy games were part of that. Mystic Quest. Oh, were they? Yeah. I didn't um, know that. But the way, so the way this game works is that it's a lot, it's not like cartography on the level of Etrian Odyssey, but you are kind of just exploring this, like, continent and finding new pieces about it and, like, discovering magic again and stuff like that. But you have these seven different adventurers, you pick one of them to be your main character, and you can kind of build your party however you want. But everyone's kind of, it's more like, an avatar, everybody can kind of learn specific things. They all have some strengths and weaknesses. But you don't traditionally level up in this game, which at first I found really frustrating, but I've kind of turned on it over time. And that, like, you know, as you attack, as you defend, then you level that up. And as you use different weapons, uh, you'll kind of trigger it where, like, you'll get a new skill and a new ability. And it's this really... It's got a really nice flow to it after you get past the the first area, which is a little unfortunate because there is a demo out there, and it has the part of the game that I've probably liked the least, which is the beginning. Um, but I am if you guys are are hankering for an RPG that that is a very streamlined, like no nonsense, focused on the gameplay kind of RPG. There's the demo on the the 3DS eShop that you can go download, and it's got and that can carry over to the final game. Um, I will have to sit down at some point. I still have, I still have like a week to go until I got to write the review anyway. Um, and I think I've still got like another 10 hours in the game left too. Um, I don't know where I'm going to find, where I'm going to end up, um, with the review score. And I can't say that right now because it's not even going to be up yet, but I've been enjoying it a lot. So read the review. So would you say this is a pretty lengthy game? Uh, I've heard it's about 25, 30 hours. I'm closing in on 20 hours right now. It's not like, like, it, it actually reminds me of Bravely Default to a certain extent, except for, like, if you just remove the story. Okay. Okay. That's kind of weird, like, if it's focused on gameplay, and RPGs are usually about a story. Yeah. I mean, like, there is a story, right? 
Yeah, but it's very that's not, like that's it's not loose. like super interesting or Yeah. Like it's okay. basically like there's this weird continent that like came out of the ocean and you, there are seven different characters that are going to they're all going there for different reasons. And like depending on the main character that you pick, you can pick from seven. There's a frog, so that's pretty cool. Huh. Um there's also like there's So it's you know, a like, secret sequel to Chrono Trigger. No, no it's not. <laughs> although although the uh, the the writer on the game, who he's not even credited as writing it, he's credited as text direction because there's not really that much of a story. It is the same guy who wrote Chrono Trigger oh, and Chrono Cross, uh, Masato Kato, or I don't know how I'm saying. <coughs> but I mean, it's a it's a really neat game. Um, but it's definitely like I, I don't think it's for everyone. No. But as the more I play it, the more I think it might be for me. But definitely, if if anything that I've said is remotely interesting, go go check out the demo. Like it's, I like how Atlas does demos because they usually give you a very good taste of the game. Yeah. So I'll yeah, check now, it out. Now, now I think I'm done. All right. Lego Dimensions is interesting. No. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So Zach, what what have you been doing? You haven't been on for a while, so. No, that's true. I haven't. Um, I have not had. Um, a ton of time for Vigi games, uh, but I have been playing a lot of uh, Nova 111 on the Wii U eShop, and since it's already come out, I can talk about it. Uh, I'm reviewing it, and it's. Um, I was explaining this to Neil the other day. It's kind of a turn based version of Pixel Junk Shooter. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. You move one one tile at a time, even though it's a two-dimensional uh, side-scrolling level, uh, your, yeah. your moves are counted, and each time you move, an enemy moves, or some environmental obstacle will activate or deactivate, and uh, you have abilities like a beam weapon, or you can phase one square, two squares in front of you, like in uh, Zeodrifters. Um, and you can stop time briefly to stop everything from stop everything else from having a turn, <coughs> having a few turns. And it's a really fun game. Uh, I'm really surprised by how much I enjoy it. And but it but it has one problem, and it's that it barely has an electronic manual, and the electronic manual doesn't describe shit. So you'll get to the end of a level. And you'll get all these stats that have icons next to them. And you'll have no idea what the stats mean. And you'll go out uh, to the world mm -hmm. map, and the level you just completed will have a bunch of different icons on it. And you have no idea what those mean. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's really frustrating when you complete several levels, and the icons change uh, from level to level. So... Uh, it's going to be tough for completionists, uh, but uh, it's it's a fun game just to go through. I like it a lot. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I guess the only other game of note has been um, I bought Hyper Neptunia Dimension Dimension. How do you say that name? Hyper Dimension Neptunia. You. Yep. Yo, man, I have no idea. Action Unleashed. <laughs> For the Vita, because it was on uh, on a flash sale, and it is 
developed by Tamsoft, and it absolutely is a Senran Kagura game, uh, down to the girls getting their clothes shred when they're when they take too much damage. Uh, so I really like it. Um, of course, of course you do. Of course I do, because I just <laughs> played Senran Kagura Two Deep Crimson on the 3DS, which I gave something like an eight uh, on <laughs> Nintendo World Report. Check it out. You did. You should read the review. Everybody, read the Everybody review should. right now. Yeah, I'll wait. We'll stop on the show. Let's go read the review. <laughs> Pause. Uh, but yeah, it's it's exactly the same game. But there are no there's there's it's so funny. There's no pretense of story at all. It's just go on these quests, which are always beat these enemies, uh, which is pretty funny to me. But um, uh, it's given me a good excuse to get my Vita back out because that had been collecting dust for quite some time. Uh, and I want to get Metal Gear Solid after hearing uh, 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 or reading about Nathan Mustafa's great time with the original Metal Gear Solid, which I'd never played. Uh, what, tried, what? I've never played the original PS1 version. And you've been giving me shit about Metal Gear Solid 3 for how long? <laughs> I, hey, the Twin Snakes is amazing, all right? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So That's you did, what, I mean... yeah. I, I know that a lot of people, like, because I played the Twin Snakes first, actually, but I did play the original on PlayStation as well. Uh, um, but a lot of people give, like, they hate on Twin Snakes. And I don't know I could, why. And, I, and I, do, I do admit that, like, for example, like, the first-person stuff makes that first fight with Ocelot, like, stupid. Stupid easy. It also um, makes the Sniper Wolf fight stupid easy. But I, I don't know, like, uh, Twin Snakes is still pretty good. I, it's, I guess yeah. it's, all the, like, it's all the people that um, play, you know, grew up playing the original one and then when yeah. they re-released it they were just like oh it's changed i hate it like yeah. i played the gamecube one first and i thought it was great and i've never gone back to the ps1 version so yeah, yeah. i haven't played any of them i need to it's like, like I, I think that the first one the first one's awesome i think that like the original metal gear solid whether you're playing it on ps1 or gamecube like that mm-hmm. game's incredible yeah, uh, yeah Metal I'm... Gear Solid Two has the stupidest story in the world, and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, and and I've just I've never been able to get into three, and I and I've I've kind of just come to the conclusion that I think that Metal Gear Solid Three is one of those games that you either love or don't care for. There's yeah, no middle ground. That could be because yeah, I have all of them here, but I haven't played them. It's like uh, another three or four games from the backlog of of everything I have. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah. well, where I'm going with this story is I tried to buy Metal Gear Solid on the Vita, on the Vita store, and it's not there. Uh, but, Metal Gear VR Missions is. Well, no, but I think what? you can, like, well, actually. I, I have to buy it on the PS3 yeah. and transfer its ass over to the Vita, which is so fucking stupid. Well, it's because Sony doesn't give a shit about the Vita. I like, know that's, it is. That's what the answer is. It, 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 why are yeah. why are some PS1 I'm gonna, games I'm gonna on throw the Vita? This out. If, if you basically want to know why I'm so frustrated with Sony and the Vita, there's <laughs> a fantastic article on Kotaku that just sums it all up. I read that. Maybe it's the amazing. best article um, Kotaku's ever written. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 like it's just it hits it on the head because basically Sony was like. I guess I guess here's a news section, news breakout that has yeah. nothing to do with Nintendo. Well, I guess it kind of does. Um, but uh, Shuhei Ishida from Sony uh, made a comment to to someone or like during a panel or something in Europe um, about how okay, yeah, we're not going to make another Vita. 
Like we're we're He's done like, with handhelds. Because I love the Vita, but mobile killed it. Yeah, but mobile gaming yeah. killed it. And then <laughs> and then over at Kotaku, they basically laid out that was like, here are all the reasons why like that's not the case. And it's really Sony never supported it. And, and it could be it could be a chicken or the egg thing where it's like maybe Sony kinda saw the writing on the wall and was like, This isn't worth our time. No, dude, maybe Sony priced their memory cards so far out I mean, of that, reality that they totally totally bought it. And I mean the the honest truth is they lost Monster Hunter. Right. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that's kind of what buoyed the the PSP. True. It made the PSP like the PSP had a slow start, but it, it was successful ultimately, mainly because of Monster Hunter. Yeah. It had like three Monster Hunter games on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love my Vita, but I just never get it out anymore. And um, yeah, I'm gonna play Mega Man uh, Legends. That's why is everybody Vita. so excited about this stupid? Or it doesn't age well. I've played I've never it played it. It's a shitty game. I've never played it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even Mega Man. You're not Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me how you enjoy that yeah, bastardized no, RPG. I don't know if I'll like it, but it's the kind of game that, like... Uh, like it's, it's the kind of thing that, like, I don't feel... It's, it's like why I don't feel bad spending money on Earthbound Beginnings, even though, like, I don't know, I didn't really enjoy that game that much. I like, it. I'm okay with supporting it, and if I oh. don't like it, well, shit, who cares? Yeah. I just, I just, what confuses me about Mega Man Legends is that everybody and their dog on social media is so excited about Mega Man Legends, and nobody is pointing out, you know, the game's just not great. <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh, probably most of those people that are excited about it have never played it and are like me. That's probably true. I, I'd <laughs> rather, I hope they someday come out with Mega Man X8. Uh, on PS2 Classics, because that I've heard it's actually not bad, but I've never played it. It had such a low print run. That would be cool. It's like the Mega Man X3 of the PlayStation era. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've been playing. And I just ordered cool. a figure from Amy Amy while I was having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed about Mega Man Legends. I have to order this figure. Yup. <laughs> so, so Brian, what's, what's up with you? Oh, me? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry. No, the other Brian. Listening. The other no, Brian. Was, there's people working on the roof, and I heard them. Many, like, what the hell? I mean, how but, many but Brian's anyway. are on this island? <laughs> no, but anyway, um, what I've been playing lately is uh, is Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, and oh, I, okay. I did the review of that uh, last week. And I mean, I believe I, I might have do to double check. Do you mean you're still playing Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer? Not anymore, but that's, okay, okay. That's what I've been, that's what it's the most, most recent recently. thing that you've played. All right, yeah. Well, I'm gonna it? see if you're still the lowest Metacritic review. I think it game. is. I think it is. Dude, you're bringing fine. down their Metacritic score. You're to doing be fair, the Metacritic purpose. score wasn't gonna be that high to begin with. <laughs> I don't get the people who gave it eights. I mean, um, I found it to be pretty average, so I gave it a five out of ten. But, um, yeah, you, Game Revolution, and Game Informer all yeah. gave it uh, a five out of ten. Yeah, I, mean, I found it's... I found your review coupled with Seren's uh, <laughs> talking about on RFN hilarious. I was just laughing the whole time. Well, because did, did Seren love it? Seren hated the fuck out uh, of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just felt so superficial. I mean, I, I knew what to expect going in, but I mean, it's like create this house and if and okay they give you a theme to go with and if you if you do if you don't even do that theme it's like oh it looks great 
<laughs> or like if you they give you um items to use throughout the the house and if you don't even do those three or whatever items they'll say oh well you need to put these in so i have to leave them in and as long as you leave those items in you don't even have to do anything to clear the level <laughs> and yeah i mean it's so easy to beat i beat it in about five hours six maybe Oh God! You know it just. I mean, it, sound, it seems like it sounds like the worst part of New Leaf, the part that I absolutely hated the most, where people would say, "I need a new piece of furniture," and I'd be like, "Go buy your own." And and mm-hmm. I I bought this game last week uh, mainly because I I reviewed uh, Little Battlers Experience for Nintendo Force and uh, go read the new issue and read my mediocre review of Little Battlers Experience. It's not that great. But I had a physical copy, and I was trading it into GameStop, and <laughs> I got Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer for like fifteen bucks. So wow. Wow. Um, I figured it was the kind of thing where I was like, okay, this is worth a flyer. Like I'm curious enough, um, and I and I I kind of think that like at least the people who were more positive about the game, I think they just got in more into the creative aspect with it. With it. Yeah, and I think that's like the way that you need to go into this game. Yes, Not saying yes. that you kind of being like, well, it was really easy. Like, that, I mean, that's like, that's, that's totally valid. But I think that this specific game is more about like, you know, all right, you know, make really something really fun, get like, like draw um, yeah. and create. Which, once again, it's also to a point of Animal Crossing that I'm not, I've never really gotten into. But I'm, like, I, especially with the fact that I'm literally moving into a house, um, there's a part of me that was like, I I just have this kind of morbid curiosity about sitting down and playing this game. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, but it was worth, like, the $15 drop in the bucket just to, just to see. How many cards did you get, Neil? I have too many. (laughs) I got three packs. How many cards did you get, Brian? It came with one. I got lost. That's it? Good God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get a pack or anything, but I've thought about it, but, you know, the, the I didn't like the Amiibo integration. I mean, you scan the card and then you can build them a house and they don't even give you a theme to go with. You just do whatever. And, and, oh. <laughs> and you, you do bring up a good point, Neil, in that, you know, if you want to be creative and if you want to, if you want to go, go into this game thinking, well, I want to be creative and I want to build my own houses and I want to share this on Miiverse and all that, then, then this is a game for you. But for me, I, I saw it as, well, how long am I going to be able to play this? How long am I going to be able to enjoy it? And yeah. is there difficulty and, and stuff like that? And for me, I didn't find it. I didn't find that any of that here. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I did like creating houses, but if there's like, if there's like no difficulty to do it, then it's like, uh, it was fun while it lasted, but I don't yeah, because at again. least at least in like the main Animal Crossing game, like you're like, all right, I'm gonna like collect all the fossils, or yeah. you know, like get this, get a new floor for my house, or something like right. get the bugs. Like there are these kind of goals to work towards. There is, I mean, not that there's necessarily like an ending to regular Animal Crossing, but it seems like it's there. Are, there are ways to get way more satisfaction out of that game. Than with Happy Home Designer. Yeah, I mean the ending to this game, <laughs> it was um, they threw a party for you and they threw streamers and then they just rolled the credits. You know what's funny? If that was in a Sonic game, people would meme it and it would be the funniest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's in a Nintendo game, so it's totally fine, guys. Yeah, 
I mean, I didn't even realize that. Well, I mean, the other part of the game besides just creating homes is also creating buildings, and that was the part of the game I enjoyed the most because it it didn't require you to use themes or whatever. It required you to go out of the box and imagine different things and different styles and all that. So I had fun doing the buildings, so I mostly just worked on towards uh, working on the buildings, and then once it was over, and uh, I think the last level was like hotel or something, and... Once you complete the hotel, it's like, oh, well, that's the end. Here's the credits. Yeah. Yeah, so. I I mean, beyond that, beyond Animal Crossing, I've also been uh, thinking about what I should play next, and I should probably beat uh, Sweet Coding by now. (laughs) I mean, uh... I still need to... I never got that. Yeah, I have both games. I've, like, I'm at the very last uh, boss in Sweet Coding 1. I've gotten all 108 people, so um, yeah, I need to work on beating that. I, I mean, I was very close to beating it, and then I just kind of stopped. I don't, I don't even know why. I think I got sidetracked with wrestling stuff or whatever. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I need to beat that. And then I want to play Sweet Corn Two because that's the that's the game everybody loves. Yeah, that's, that's what the, I think. If, if I ever went to go play those games, I would just skip the original and go right to. to Sweet I, I liked too. I liked it though. That it was a very fun game and and um, very old school. I enjoyed it a lot. And, cool. And now that it, now that Konami's like you know whatever, <laughs> um, I mean, I'd like to see a new Sweet Coden, but uh, I don't think that's happening. I truly. I think I think it. your 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 best bet is probably like wait for someone to kind of make something similar. Yeah. yeah. Or wait for the people who are responsible for that series to get fired from Konami and or kickstart leave Konami. something. Yeah. They haven't been fired already. What's what's going on? Yeah. Good point. Well, no, they're probably all the janitors. Because I mean that was that's, that's apparently true. what they do. Nobody leaves; they just get demoted yeah. to work in the same building forever and ever. They get uh, sent to the spawns. Um, uh, on the yeah. reception desk. Go to the health club, then yeah. make the pachinko machine. <laughs> I have, I mean, like with with RPGs and kind of like you know stopping them and going back to them. I did. Uh, it happens I, to me all the time. Well, with Bravely Default, I got to the end of the first chapter. And like, and that was weird because I got bravely default pretty close to launch, but it was like, um, right when I was I was moving into my current apartment, um, <laughs> so it's kind of like I bought it and then was just really busy and didn't like I bought it probably yeah the end of February when it came out and then I didn't touch it until like June, um, and I got through the first chapter and was like this is really cool, but then got sidetracked by something else, but left it so I was right at the start of the second chapter and I picked it up like two weeks ago. Um, oh. And I and I'm I, but I'm at the point where like now I have all like Legend of Legacy, Tony Hawk, Lego Dimensions, all this other stuff. Um, Picross 3D2 comes out for the Japanese 3DS like tomorrow. Um, so so I'm I'm at a point where I'm probably going to get sidetracked and not get back to Bravely Default. But I want to get to the end of the second chapter so that way like when I inevitably revisit it in like six months. <laughs> I'm not lost because it really, it, all I needed to do was like, okay, so I was right fresh at the start of chapter two. I just need to like refresh myself on the battle system and I was good to go because the story kind of, you know, it was the second chapter. It was, it was easy to pick it back up. Always default the first turn or brave. Yeah. Always brave the first turn. Default? Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> Get ready. And I, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll try to make a more, uh, more push to finish that game because Bravely Seconds out next year. That's right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I played a little bit of that. I mean, I think I I think that's where I stopped too. I stopped playing around the first chapter, or might have been second. I mean, I mean, like I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it yet. But I think there's a part where you have to like replay the same bosses and all that, and it, you have I to play the whole actually, game I've, again. Yeah, um, can we? That turned me off. If you that. haven't finished Bravely Default, like skip ahead like two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nick, have you have you played Bravely Default at all? No, and I'm probably not going to. Okay, so like, yeah. I think that because uh, I've read ahead about what everyone was complaining about, and I think it's kind of brilliant, but I can understand why it's really annoying, because it's a very video game. It's 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 like, I guess it's, it might be comparable to Bioshock Infinite, because I think that Bioshock Infinite the game sucks, but I like the idea of the story. Yeah. Um, and I think that Bravely Default kind of does a similar thing where it's kind of like you need to go and repeat and repeat and repeat because um, cause it's like a video game. And I think that's kind of cool. But, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who read about it and heard people complain about it and was kind of like, no, that actually sounds interesting. It depends on how it's done. If it's just yeah. like the same experience, it's kind of tedious, I would, would think. You... I mean... I mean, I haven't played it up to that part where I have to do things over again, but I felt like, why would I want to go back and play that again? Why can't I go to, like, something new? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I need to, like, put up and shut up and just, like, get to that part of the game and then judge for myself as opposed to being like, oh, I don't know, in theory it sounds cool. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, um, I, should, I, I should do it, too, because I think I stopped, like, right before that started and yeah. I haven't gone. I haven't Zach, did you, get, did you get that far in it? I uh, am kind of right before that part of the, where it's okay. going to break. Uh, yeah. And after after hearing our dear Guillaume kind of badmouth that part for two or three RFNs, uh, I said, I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you I know? think, like, there's there's so much to love about that game. And I think that I think that the sequel is going to be even better because it seems like they learned a lot. Like, they got the feedback. I would hope they, so. They, like, I, I believe that the, the developers have directly commented on the fact that, like, don't worry, there's nothing like that in the new one. <laughs> um, and, and the game's out in Japan, and I believe it's confirmed. There is nothing like that in the new one. Nice. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, I, I do. I, I think I need to, to get around to, to playing through that game, because I've, I've really loved what I've played. It's just that, um, you know, RPGs can fall by the wayside very quickly. Oh yeah. Even True. if they're enjoyable ones with really unique yeah. and interesting mechanics. It's very much a yeah. commitment to get through an RPG, especially yeah. at, at a length like Bravely Default. Although I am game. like super powered because I have all the people on my friends list that like beat yeah. the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's too. like if a boss is giving me shit, I'll just call in Danny Bivens and then just destroy <laughs> worlds. Yeah. That was my favorite part <laughs> of the game. Just and whenever I had a hard boss, I'm like, okay, you can, I can call this guy who has like. like Nine million or whatever. Yeah. Like Danny Bivens is is a is a beast in that <laughs> game. I think he played a lot of Bravely Default. I should probably add him then. <laughs> I want to play it. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're, we're I think that that's it. Spoiler warning right. over. Yeah. Okay. So um, what I've been doing isn't really a whole lot. I've been playing a lot of Mario Maker, which I'll get into in the next segment. Uh, other than that, um, we're at a convention on the weekend, and I actually bought one of those Google Cardboard VR thingies. Oh, shit. Yeah, and because um, I've been wanting to try out any form of VR like for a while now. It's just, I haven't been able to, I've been trying to find someone that has like an Oculus or something. And one of my friends almost bought one, but um, pulled out at the last minute, so 
I wasn't able to try it. But uh, this cardboard thing is actually pretty good. Um, it like, gives you a pretty good illusion of like what it would be like, like, but like when it's way better on like a proper dedicated device. Um, so I'd, I don't know. I'd recommend trying one of those out if you're really sort of curious about different VR, what it sort of looks like, and give you like the feeling. Uh, how do you? Where do you? Where do you buy these things? I, I have been wanting. Um, I, I, I assume you can buy them online. I just hadn't really looked far into it. And then at this convention I was at on the weekend, uh, just there was a store selling a bunch of them. So I tried it out on their like demo unit, and then I said, like, "Okay, I'll buy it." Oh, okay. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I downloaded a cinema app on my iPhone, so it's like you know, it looks like you're inside a theater, and you can play like you know, put a video on it and pretend that it's a oh, theater cool. screen. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. You wouldn't want to watch a whole movie with like this cardboard version because it's sort of like you get the effect, but sometimes it's a bit blurry on the edges of the um. Like lenses and stuff, so it's not like a clear yeah. picture, but it's still pretty cool. So, and some of the games and um, just Google's like demo app, uh, Google Google Cardboard, like there's a dedicated app for it, and it has like five different sort of demos on it. There's like one where you sort of in a museum and like looking at like dinosaur fossils and stuff, and then there's like um, what? Um, like it's like a street view in Paris. It drops you into like next to the Eiffel Tower, and you can basically it's just basically Google Street View. But you can sort of you know look around seamlessly and sort of um, move around and check out Paris. And a couple of other demos. Oh. The effect works, so and it's pretty cheap. So yeah, check that out if you're nice. interested. And the other thing I um, did um, recently was actually put in the Blu-ray for the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mentioned, yeah. It, mentioned it on the last oh episode. Oh my god! I didn't watch the movie, but I did watch the one-hour. Uh, documentary that was produced for the Blu-ray, and that's pretty interesting, actually. It um, has a it, it was a clusterfuck of a movie. God, I have yeah, to see I mean, that. I have to see that documentary. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think you know if you're sort of into the lore behind how that movie was made, it, you might not get like it might be like, sort of all known information. But um, apparently, the, there was a script. Um, the original script was more like kitty child friendly something closer to actual mario and um probably more animated had more animated stuff in it but then they brought on these two directors um that ended up directing the real movie and they sort of wanted to take it in a different direction make it like less of like a sort of cheesy just for kids thing and try and you know make it a family sort of movie which like might appeal to um parents to some degree in that so they went down this sort of darker, um, darker interpretation of it because you know they didn't really have uh, any direction from Nintendo. It seemed, and um, they basically <laughs> said, "Yeah, just sort of, you know, make it your own thing. Just do what you like. Interpret it. Just make sure Mario's not getting yeah, high. You know, there's probably a few loose guidelines like that, but like they sort of were able to just write a script and, and go at it." So they wrote their the directors wrote the script I think or they brought on scriptwriters and made a version of the script they sort of collaborated on it and then they built all these sets and props and everything um, they actually built the Cooper City in an abandoned cement factory uh, that wasn't like a st- uh, soundstage they went to a um, they had a cement factory and built the sets inside that so they could get like that's how you got the, such a big scope in that city. Um, without sort of compositing uh, green screen sort of elements together. 
Wow. And um, so basically 10 days before shooting, some of the higher-ups came in and said, uh, we want you to tone it down, make it more kid-friendly, sort of, you know, <laughs> change the script 10 days before shooting. So um, Brilliant. They did that. They brought some extra new script writers in. They basically rewrote most of the script. So the storyboards and all that that the director and um, that sort of everyone had worked towards was basically useless. So they oh, ended wow. up having to go into like, shooting uh, just sort of off the cuff and on the fly, just work it out as they were filming it. So that's like a nightmare. I'd, it's amazing that they even finished the movie, if that's the case, all those sort of problems. Yeah, see, yeah. I didn't know that. That that's sounds cool. like, uh, like they're thankful that that movie even got made at the end, <laughs> or that it's even coherent. I know, yeah. You think, like, you know, 10 days before they were starting to shoot, but you wouldn't go in and say, oh, actually, no, we need to rewrite a whole bunch of this stuff. Was that through Nintendo or someone else? No, that was just some... I think it was just some executive that didn't like it. Oh, executives at the movie studio. Yeah, it was like the movie studio just came in and said, hey, no, (laughs) do this, try and do this instead or something. And, um, yeah, so, you know, if if you're interested, uh, check out the the full documentary and um, you'll be able to sort of see all the the proper details and everything because I'm just sort of remembering... It was about a week ago that I watched it, so... But yeah, it was pretty interesting. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. that seems worth watching. Hmm. Okay, so that'll wrap us up for this uh, long intro section, and we'll be back with our sort of game of the year, early game of the year chat, and uh, sort of potential of our favorite games this year after the break. into our discussion on our games of the year or you know potential games of the year games of a third or a third a three quarters of the year the year so far yeah our yeah. games of the year so far okay so uh who wants to jump in first um do we right? just want to like go through like lists or yeah we can sort of if you guys like, if you guys have a list we can sort of we'll just sort of generalize conversation a bit so all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be insane and I think I'm gonna take the bull by the horns here, because okay. as I was, I was as I was explaining to you dudes before we were recording, um, since last year I've been kind of keeping a running running tally of my my ranked top twenty five games. 
which which is I admit is weird. And like looking at how it's progressed, like last year was the first year I ever did, it, and it was kind of really nice because it just it like whenever I play a game, I just put it there, and then like I kind of like every now and then throughout periodically throughout the year, I kind of reorder it, and then kind of come to the conclusion of what it is by the end of the year. But here is as of as of the end of September, here's my top ten for Wii U and 3DS. Um, I need to make sure because I also have PS4. Okay. Number 10? Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Wow. Number... Okay. Number 9, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Okay. Number 8, Box Boy. Hmm. Number 7, Affordable Space Adventures. Which is... Shitty game. An awesome game. Nope. And actually, uh, apparently it sold well. Um... That's what well, I, I got. I got that. into like a a back and forth with some readers on Twitter, in which uh, Affordable Space Adventures and if it sold well came up, and then like the official developer Twitter account was like, "We're not going to tell you specifics, but we're very happy." So, so good for that. Well, good for them. I'm glad. Um, what number 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 six? Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows. Good man. Number five, Runbow. Also good man. Number four, Super Mario Maker. Yeah. Number three, Etrian Odyssey Untold 2. Good man. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, 3D. Mm. And number one, Splatoon. Wow. And I think at this point, um, I don't think that Splatoon and Majora's Mask are going to move at all. I, I highly doubt that Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 is going to move from that spot. And hell, I don't. I don't think Mario Maker is gonna get bumped from being number four. Have you kept up with Splatoon? I okay. Here's here's how I work with Splatoon. Because I dropped that shit like um, a brick a long time ago. I will after binge the... on it hardcore for like a week, <laughs> and then no. drop it for like a month and a half, and then come back and mm. have like twenty guns to play with. I need to go back. It's to kind of great. To, like because I you I, need to buy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that hard to, like, get, like... Like, you just, like, play a night, and then you can go, like, all right, I can get three guns, like... Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but, like, I mean, because I got... I, I reviewed it and got really into it then and stuck with it for, like, the couple... The first weeks along. Basically, until E3, I was playing it regularly. Um, and then I... And when I think when I got back from E3, I still played it. And then I didn't play it for, like, all of July. And then with the new update in August, I got really into it again. And... Um, like, uh, I think it was, like, the beginning of September. Like, uh, I had a couple nights where I'd just hop on and play some matches. See, that's where I dropped off, because everybody suddenly way outmatched me. Yeah, but, like, that's, yeah. I mean, I, well, that's why, like, the, the squad, the squad stuff was, was wonderful. Yeah. Um, I really, like, I'd love to get back to that. I know Nick, Nick and I, we, we played a bunch. Um. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty fun. You know? Yeah, like I'd would love to go back to doing that. It just like I had a great time with that game, um, and I still am. It's like it's not done. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the best. That's probably the best way to play it though, because I mean, when it first came out, there wasn't like a whole lot. But if you waited like a month or two, and then you came back, I mean, there's suddenly a whole bunch of stuff out. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, for me personally, I think that that is in one of my top three of the year because uh, I normally don't even like first-person shooters or shooters in general, but uh, this one cooked me because I think it's just uh, and, I, and I wrote an article about this on on NWR, but uh, for me it was really accessible. 
just it didn't feel like I had to learn how to play or or have to go through this hard experience just to enjoy it. I mean, I hopped on when everybody else did, and I had fun with it. It, it didn't feel taxing. It didn't feel like like I had a I had to go through a tough learning experience. It it, just, it felt right right away. And um, I mean, I've I've enjoyed the multiplayer a lot. Uh, I haven't played single player a whole lot, but oh god, the single player! Like I I love the single player in that game. Yeah, I think the so first. Yeah, it is the single it, player. I I like it more than the multiplayer. Like it legitimately like that might be one of my favorite single player experiences of the year. Like it's it's wow. it's, it's it's right up there. Like I think I mean Majora's Mask. Like I'd never finished that game before, and that like. I got enraptured by that game when I sat down to play it. It was amazing. Etrian Odyssey Until 2, another fantastic single-player experience. And I would say that even even without the multiplayer, I think Splatoon's single-player, like, for me, it was just as memorable as the best single-player experiences that I played this year. Well. That final boss, nice. man. That final boss is so good. Yeah. Yeah, which is, it, comes out, it comes out of nowhere because all the bosses up until that point were sort of... Um... Good, interesting and fun, but yeah. very short and uh, sort of, you know... And just the style of that game and, like, mm. the flow of it. Like, it just... It, it Like, movement in that game is amazing. And, like, the music is... Like, it's it's weird because I think, like, if that, if that kind of music was in every game, I'd get really annoyed with it. But because it's so fresh... Which that, yeah, that was that is. was intentional. Uh. <laughs> um, because it's because it's so fresh and unique, like it just it stands out. And oh man, like that that game is amazing. Just a, has a cool vibe to it. Yeah, like I'm I'm all about that vibe, man. <laughs> yeah. But as far as like, I mean, Zach, I know I know you you probably share my passion for Etrian Odyssey Untold too. Like that. Oh I, yes. I and I I have previously played. Pretty much all of the like since Etrian Odyssey four, I've kept up with all the Etrian Odyssey games, and it was just something about Untold two, like the way that game unraveled. Like I, I got Hits so that into spot, it. Man. I got so into it. Hits that spot. And if anyone's curious, my top three uh, Nintendo things: Axiom Verge, Rocket League, and Roundabout. I still need to get Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge is very very good. I know. On my overall list, it's right underneath Odyssey Untold 2. Wow. I played a little bit of Rocket League, and I like that. Um, it It's weird because I played um, Metroid... Uh, what's the one at Blast E3? Ball. Metroid, yeah, Blast Ball. And then I God, played... I'm sorry. Yeah, I, then I played Rocket League, and then... No, like, no, no, wait, wait, let's back up. Weird. Let's back up. <laughs> Fucking Blast Ball is pretty fun. <laughs> it's just that... Here's, here's the problem with Blast Ball that I realized from, from talking to various people, various people on the NWR staff, and just other people, is that the way that that game was demoed on the show floor at E3, the people running it didn't really seem to know how the fuck the game controlled. Excellent. Because <laughs> what happened is it was like... um. I guess uh, this, this is slightly inside baseball, I guess, is that in Nintendo's E3 booth, they have the public section. And then, like, we'll, like, what, like we had our interview with, um, oh, God, what's, I'm blanking on, she's a producer, Risa Tabata. She's a producer in Chibi Robo. We had, like, an interview with her, and they, they have, um, Nintendo sets up, like, an, up, they, they have, like, a, another booth in addition to their main booth that's, like, for press and business and stuff like that. And they will also have demos there. Usually the people at the demos 
at like the press thing are more like you know treehouse people or people that work closer with the game as opposed to just like you know um the i'm not gonna say booth babes but just the booth people that are like people from event companies that are hired and then trained by nintendo the day before e3 um playing blast ball against this guy who i think it was me justin and jared uh he kicked the shit out of us because he had been sitting there <laughs> playing it all day um but we were talking, and he was telling us, like, oh, yeah, like, you can, because you can do, like, the dodge for Metroid Prime. Like, the the kind of, like, if you, like, double tap, you'll do a dodge. Oh, that's cool. Um, right? Is that is that clear to you guys at all about, like, the, the Metroid Prime dodge? Yeah, so when you're sort of locking on, you can push yeah, um, yeah. the left or right and tap. And, like, how, like, you can yeah. lock on on that game and then, mm. like, tilt within the lock on, much like the Metroid Prime games on Wii. Um, and you can do that with, with like, the, I think it was the gyro or the C-stick you could do that with. Um, and, like, knowing that changed the way I played that game, and it became way better because I actually knew how to control it. And and I and after playing a lot more Rocket League, I don't think that the Blast Ball sub-mode of Metroid Prime Federation Force will hold a candle to the majesty that is Rocket League, but it is way better than I think people give it credit. So, Zach, what do you got? Me? Uh, I only have a top three um, that That's I've right. considered. They're all, they're all three. No, they're not all 3DS games. Number three is Plague of Shadows. Um, Which is also on 3DS. It's also, yeah, that's true. It's also on 3 So it could be a 3DS game. Uh, damn good game. Uh, so impressed with how they they took the time to completely change the game. Um Plague Knight does not control anything like Shovel Knight uh, to the point where they had to rebuild every level to incorporate his strange and initially difficult to control moveset. Um, I love all the customization you can do with his stuff, with his potions, uh, although it does get a little old sometimes going to that yeah. subscreen all the time. But it's time. like it's so... <laughs> Like, 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 I, I love it because it feels so different. Yeah, it does. Each, each combination, like, does its own thing. Um, and his, uh, his screw attack launch is so great. It's so good. Uh, but no, it's, it's, Plague of Shadows is incredible. And, and these guys, these Yacht Club Games guys can do no wrong. They're so impressive. And I can't wait to see what they do with what is Propeller Knight and is it is it is it Spectre Knight? No, no, it's not Propeller Knight because oh, you know no. what? Yeah, because I was watching a Nintendo News report and you guys got it wrong. I think it's King Knight. And King Knight makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look it up. Talk amongst yourselves. Have they got more DLC coming? Yeah, more they characters. Have, actually, they have quite a bit more DLC. They also coming. have like a full really? battle mode. That, Jeez, well, you're going to be working yeah. on this game for another three years. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be their bread and butter. Jeez. Uh, but in addition, there's a Shovel Knight amiibo coming, and yeah. that's what I'm super excited about. Spectre, I need that Spectre Knight real and, bad. Spectre Knight and King Knight are the other two Spectre, campaigns. Spectre Knight's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm. King, Knight, King Knight seems like that might be a little... Close to Shovel Knight? Yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a little harder to come up with something unique. Yeah. Uh, but Plague of Shadows is incredible, and it's free if you already have the game. You should go play it. 
And and I will tell you, I remember tweeting Neil, or not tweeting, texting Neil after I played the first level, and I was like, I don't know about this game. I do game. remember that because then I got worried. Yeah, and but I I stuck with it. I played for a while more, and that first level is really fucking hard. Yeah, even though it's super easy. Uh, but once it once his move set clicks with you, then it's it's butter. It's God, so good. It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, am I going through my whole top three or just? Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Number two is Etri Nazi Two Untold. Hell yeah! Not a game. It, it's a game I knew nothing about. Nothing about. Oh, you know what? No, wait. I'm sorry. Under protest, number two is uh, Binding of Isaac. <laughs> For 3DS. And you got really protest. deep into that. <laughs> Dude, it's my most played game now by quite a bit. Um, it, uh, so, again, I can say not a game I even considered I might like, but uh, Adam um, got it for me uh, for either Wii or 3DS, and I smartly went for the 3DS one, even though it ended up so broken. Because a game like that is perfect for a portable. Uh, it's roguelike. I thought I'd hate it. But it's so good. It's just so addictive. Because when you get that 10% of the time you play, when you get a power set that makes you a, an untouchable god of destruction, it feels so good. So good. It makes up for all the other times you get a shitty item mix and... You're like five levels deep and you're doing two damage to enemies instead of 87. It's just great. And uh, and I didn't know this is the direction roguelikes went anymore, but uh, each time you beat the game with a different character or you beat a different boss or something, like there's always a goal. Um, and each time you, you beat that goal, you unlock a new item in the dungeon uh, or to the item pool and... Oh, it's just so good. It's just, it was just so broken when it came out. It was so broken. And then it was broken more. And, and, and Tyrone Rodriguez was being a real cock about it. And, uh, and, and now it's, it's actually still broken. There's, there's several things you just can't do in the game right now, uh, that I have not tried, but people, on Meverse and Twitter are all saying, you know, you can't unlock this character, you can't do this, uh, this or that. I don't care, that's all real high-level stuff that I haven't tried, haven't even tried, but uh, they should fix it, for God's sake. Um, and I really hope that they do fix it, and I really hope that the Afterbirth expansion comes to the Nintendo system. Which they just I, announced for... Uh, Steam. Yeah. And and I think PlayStation platforms. Okay. But they haven't confirmed it for any other consoles. Okay. Um, I don't know why it's so broken on 3DS. I mean, it's it's maybe it's just... It, it, you can, even with the new... And it's new 3DS only. And you can kind of see the new 3DS chugging a little bit. Like when you get into a new room, you can kind of watch the stutter take place as the game rolls all of these dice mm. in the background and figures out all these probabilities. Uh, but uh, uh, maybe it's just not a good fit on the 3DS, but that's where I like it because it's portable and I can play it on the can. 
<laughs> I seriously sank like more than 90 hours into that game. It's insane. And then no, uh, number one's Etrian Odyssey. Number one is Etrian Odyssey, yeah, which I poured, a, I poured a similar amount of time into. Again, a game I knew nothing about. Uh, I only knew that Etrian Odyssey was a first-person dungeon crawler. Uh, but I tried it on a whim. And I fell in love with it so hard. It's so engaging, and there's so much to do. And cartography is the greatest skill in the world. It's so addictive. And, you know, there's some things I don't like about it. Like, I don't really like preparing meals. That gets kind of stupid. <laughs> because Because the recipes are so vague. It's like... Boil some meat with some bird bones yeah, and it gets, a vegetable. I kind of and just there are a billion up. things it could be. I like gave up on that at a certain point, and we I just kind of go there recipe. periodically and be like, "Well, I can guess a lot." Right, right. Uh, but uh, I, uh, man, I just there's. I mean, Neil, you can speak to this just as well as I can. There's a billion things to do in that game. And it's like, I, you know, finishing the story, like, I still have stuff to go back and do. Like, it's just yeah. all the missions, like, the, just Quests, the, the combat. Yeah. And, like, do you do you auto-battle a lot? No, I never did. Oh, I auto-battle a ton. Like, when I'm... I'm a, I, I always think that the characters, if I auto-battle, are going to use up my MP. No, I think you can... I think they just do regular attacks. By oh, that's not bad. Because um, I would just do that like when it'd be like running into like a lower level. Randos. Yeah, like usually yeah. random battles. Um, but I just, oh man, that game. It's so pretty. Yeah, and it's just very, and the lo- it's and so... The, locali- all, like, the localization is like second to none. Yeah, and, and there's just, I mean, because it's a remake of a DS game, and it's just like the interface for it is so clean and and easy, and there's so much to do. I need to play classic mode now with new game. That's what I haven't played story mode at all. I just played classic and, and I really enjoyed it. Story is great. There's voice acting. I'm sure there's voice acting yeah. classic. Yeah. Cause play. I played story mode on the first untold, the remake of the first game. And I, I got, I, I got so over leveled. Pro- probably part of this is cause I was playing on picnic cause I was trying to beat it for review, but uh, I got so over leveled by the end of the game. I was just slaughtering bosses. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt so good. <laughs> And there's, there's like, no better feeling than going back to previous floors and just wiping yep. the floor with the foes that gave you so much trouble before. Uh, it's, it's just... Oh, I, you I want some Monster game. Horn? I can give you 50. <laughs> Took me two minutes. So, yeah, Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold is untouchably good. So, and it's, it's not broken like Isaac, so it's number one for sure. Great game. Y'all should play it. It'll probably start going on sale with the rest of the Atlas games in the next month. Uh, and based on my love for Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold, I went ahead and bought Etrian Odyssey 1 Untold. I have not touched it because I just fear that I won't pick up any other games for the rest and of the year. And I think that, really, you should uh, you should check out Etrian Odyssey 4 at some point. I do want to. Next time it's on sale, I'm going to get it. And too. I should play Persona Q one of these days. I have Persona Q. I just haven't played it yet. Persona Q is an Etrian Odyssey game. It's it is basically Etrian Odyssey cross um, Persona. Persona, like because oh, it's it's, very, it's a dungeon crawler, much like Etrian Odyssey, but it has Persona three and four characters, and like some of the, the there are elements of the game 
that are inspired by Persona. Like, you have oh, Personas and stuff. For attacks, yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of almost have Personas in Entry and Odyssey, because when you use your Force attack... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you get a whole new ra- bunch of attacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so good. So those are my top three. Uh, mm. I don't really have a top four or five right now, but... Uh, mm. Splatoon and Mario Maker are not on it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Brian, what's um, what are you thinking? Okay, for my top three, um, like I don't know if this like really counts since it's a virtual console game, but I would go with Earthbound Beginnings as number three. Because sure. <laughs> right yeah, after I mean, early in the episode, it, it I was ca- like, I think that game's kind of <laughs> shitty. It's technically a 2015 game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so I would say it's. It's number three. I mean, it's not like as good as Earthbound. I mean, I, I don't think even close. But um, it's. Still... I mean, that's that's an indictment in itself. Yeah. Oh fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> but uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, the script is a little bit primitive, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it was a early era, well not, it was actually a later era NES title, but as far as RPGs goes on, on, on the NES, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed the gameplay, I, I liked the characters, I, I liked the settings. Um, just everything about it was fun. I mean, it was, it's like it's like Earthbound, but it's, it has the ideas of Earthbound, but Earthbound took those ideas and made them really great, or greater than they were in, in Mother. So, um, the music soundtrack's really great, too. I mean, I, I enjoyed a Yuka De- Desert, and, um, a lot of other tracks. Our Magicent is also really good. Um, but yeah, just overall, I, I really enjoyed Earthbound Beginnings. Uh, it, I mean, I didn't play the ROM because I didn't, I didn't want to play, like, the, like, a not-official release version of it. And that's why I haven't played Mother 3, either. But, um, oh. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Earthbound Beginnings. It's really fun. Um, number two, I mean, I've been thinking be- between this, between Splatoon or Mario Maker, and I would probably go with probably uh, Splatoon. I mean, like I, we, I talked about it earlier, and uh, I really enjoyed that game as well because, like I said, I, I've, I've never been into shooting games, and I probably right. never will. But this was the game that got me. Like at least kind of interested in the genre. Um, I love the multiplayer. I liked actually winning for once because every time I'd play Call of Duty or Halo or, or whatever, I'd die instantly and feel like yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean like, I mean like, I mean like later on, like I did play it recently. I did get creamed by all these level twenty plus people, but. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel as as taxing or as or strenuous as other first person shooters are, where you need to be alert at all times. Cause and it also get... helps that the matches are so short. Yeah, exactly. It's like what five minutes, I think. I, I forget. Three. Three. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy just to play and sit and play there for a while. It's it's really like the ideal shooter for me. It's not. I mean, it might not be for, like, everybody who's into shooters, but it is for me. Because it, yeah. it doesn't take as much time, and and uh, there's a bunch of different weapons. I love using the splat roller. Um, and, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, I haven't played it in a long time. I, I need to go back and start playing it because I think there's like a bunch of new levels and a bunch of new weapons. But but I enjoyed that while it lasted, or as long as I played it. And um, number one would be Mario Maker because because nice. you know um, I've been looking forward to this game ever since I first heard about it, and then. Uh, Watching at E3, it's like, holy crap, this game's gonna be cool. So, uh, so I got it, and it was pretty cool. I, I mean, I mean, it's so easy to create a level. It's in in any of the, any of the skins or whatever, like Mario World or Mario Three or so on. And yeah. it's just so easy to do and so fun to do while while you're doing it. And it's so easy to test it out and make sure that it's the level you you had in your mind. And it's just so f- easy to pick up and play. And I also love going into um, the 100 Mario Maker Challenge. I love uh, going in there and just playing everybody's levels. And, and um, you know, sometimes they're hit or miss. Like, sometimes there'll be a don't touch this controller level. And I'm like, I've seen enough of those. But um, yeah, there, there's really some creative ideas that some people have. And... Um, you know that's a very very unique game and very uh, very um, like user friendly and very uh, very imaginative. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what what comes about with that game in the future in terms of like DLC because I'm pretty sure there will be DLC in the future. It'll be interesting to see what what um, what what they follow up with for that game. Yeah. I like it. I've been I've been playing it every day, and uh, just really to get the unlocks. But I I play people's levels every day too. And uh, coming up with levels to me is is the hardest part. I'm kind of faced with creative par- paralysis every time I, I go to make a level. It's kind of funny because uh, that's that's my favorite part of the game. Yeah, I think it could be my favorite part of the game too. But I just I have not gotten the i don't know a point of inspiration yet i just look at that blank canvas and i think god what am i supposed to do the best Uh, thing like i've found because like when i the way i make levels in mario maker is basically i don't generally have an idea a solid idea to begin with i'll just put the ground down look at the enemy um list and sort of like say okay i'm going to use goombas and koopa troopers only basically you know, and then just start putting blocks down and sort of just, I don't know, I just play stuff and then edit it um, later. Okay. Because the jumps and stuff are uh, satisfying. I mean, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be, like, super hard or super easy. It just, it just needs to be enjoyable. That's, like, the That's aim true. that I try. Yeah, to I mean, for me, it's like when I got the, um, the retro Mario Amiibo, it's like, okay, what can I do? What would be, like, the best level to use with a giant Mario? And it would be, like... Just fly through walls and use a star and de- defeat all these crazy enemies and all the giant enemies and stuff and like that. And then you just... realize why the giant Mario was barely used in games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't even unpacked my giant Mario. I haven't um, used them. I, I unpacked them, but I haven't... Got, well, I didn't get them until after... Like, I got them like a week after, mm-hmm. the, review, or after the game launched. And yeah. I played it during the review period as well. Yeah, so. people come up with really crazy creative yeah. level stuff, though. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. I I I love it in theory. I just 
I, I'm not going to get as much out of it as a lot of other people, but I, I really appreciate it for what it is. It's very I'm, well made. I'm glad yeah. it's around. Yeah. I mean, the only fault I have with Mario Maker is that, you know, for me, I think, I don't know if it's like everybody, but for me, it was like I still had to wait a day to unlock items, like each each day, I think, throughout a week or whatever. And I didn't like that part of the game because it kind of like limits you on what you can create. And I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I, get, I get the concept of why they did it. I mean, it, it wants you to use the tools you have. But it's like, okay, I used all the tools I have, and now I'm ready to move on, and it's like I can't move on. And that's right. the part, part of the game that annoyed me, but once I unlocked everything, I mean, I, once I unlocked everything, I felt like uh, there's many options to do, and I felt like th- I could create more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's the only part problem I had with it, but other than that, it, it is a very well-made game. It's like one of my favorite games of the year. I think I'm getting the sound effect package today. <laughs> I haven't played around with the sound effects yet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, they're cool, but it's not something I would, like, use a lot. It's not something you're building a level around yet. No. Eh, I've done that. <laughs> like, what, a disco level? No, no, I have a... <laughs> is that your I, high school level? That yeah, was yeah, freaking. my, uh, what is it, um... I forget the name of it. It was the it was the last thing that I worked on before it kind of backed away from the game for a little bit. I mean, I made my friend my friend play that level, and like we all thought it was trippy as. Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> the point. It's the weirdest level I've seen. It's a, on, but on abandoned it. high school, circa two thousand six. Um, it makes you feel sick afterwards because it's all yeah, in that's kind warped of point. mode. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh there was an abandoned high school, um near where I grew up, that. Let's just say I did dumb things there. Huh. So that's why I used the touch fuzzy get dizzy sound effect <laughs> screen thing. And like, I had a lot of fun with that level. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like there's there's a lot of, I mean, there's alternate paths and stuff. I, I, I should probably go back, because I, I haven't turned the game on in like a week or so. I should see what comments people have left. I haven't checked in a while. And I'm like, 11, like I made 11 the... people have played my only level. <laughs> um,. I uh like I have the the Dead Yoshi Society level that I that I, I made I made one <laughs> pre pre launch and then also on the the real retail copy. Poor um, Yoshi. And I just and, and then I, I I still need to finish my Kribo shoe, like set of four stages. Because I made the first one because I was uh, I, I started like taking notes for for how I wanted to do this Kribo shoe. Like do a a four world or a four level like world of levels, so like the first one's kind of simpler, and doing cool things with Karibo shoe, and then it was gonna get you know harder and more complicated, and the whole thing is that like the Goombas are pissed off. Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a good game. Great game. All right, Nick, how about you? My, I don't have like a lot of games that I've played this year, so it's kind of difficult. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna have to go. I'm gonna go with Splatoon as number two and Mario Maker as number one. Um, Which really, a, like, I, I, I mean, I, I suspect it's gonna be very similar with the rest of. The I staff. think that, like, I, like, I mean, we, this might be a, a an off off air thing, but like, we might tweak how we do Game of the Year stuff. I don't know. 
Um, we got to figure that out. <laughs> Why you make is disqualified? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, more like in the past couple of years, we've just done where it's like, here's ten games that we like. Like maybe we revisit that. We've been doing that for like I think four or five years. We yeah. have. Um, and I think there might be a, a more interesting way, more fun way that we could do it. Um, but I think that Splatoon and Mario Maker are like one and are consensus one and two for mm-hmm. for Nintendo systems. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, did anything else come out this year? Oh! I mean, uh, you're not wrong. What, Kirby, <laughs> yeah. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Okay, that's mm. not on anyone's top 10 and list. And that, I actually just bumped that off on of my top 25. It was lingering at like 23 for a while. Yeah, it doesn't deserve it. Um, Mario Party 10, which was really disappointing. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, we got... I remember, I remember when we were at PAX and you got people in, in the corner to play mario party 10 and i was like no man no no it was mario party 9 and also mario oh, party 9, 9 is okay. good okay mario party 10 has some of the good elements of mario party 9 but then squanders it sorry i i got my mario parties mixed yeah. up although i, I don't know I'm, I, I've, I've been borrowing my, my i have a friend who like i went to high school with but now he lives in germany and every now and oh. then like you know he'll come back and we'll hang out and last time he was in town was when mario party 10 came out and before he left the last time i saw him he uh he lent me his copies of mario party 5 and 6 on gamecube and was like they're probably better than 10 oh <laughs> i haven't touched him yet though that was like six months ago nice but but i want to because one of them is like the stupid thing with the micro microphone that i'd like to at least test out see what it's like i think the last nice. mario party game i played was either four or five I remember like liking that one a whole lot. I forget like which one because it was I a GameCube like, one. I always liked two. Two was two was my jam. Yeah, two and, is my favorite. I mean, yep. the one I played the most was one, and I liked that a whole lot, even though my wrist hurt. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever actually played any of the GameCube Mario Party games. I but it's funny because I think I've played literally every other one. Just mm, none yeah. of the one because like, what I think four through seven were on GameCube. Like, I got... Like, Mario Party 8, I, I played a lot of Drunk Mario Party with that because I was in college. That just, that was just what you did. Um, and then Mario Party 9, I, I didn't own, but I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there hasn't been a lot of other Wii U games, like, published by Nintendo. Nope. No. I mean, we got we got a slew of... Uh, not even a slew. A slew is, a, is an overstatement. Because it's what, like, Fatal Frame, Yoshi... Xenoblade, uh, Mario Tennis, Devil's Third. Mario Tennis! Yeah. Who's yeah. ready for their big... Right before Black Friday, hitting stores is Mario Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> you can use the Super Mushroom and be big. Yeah. <laughs> that was the but entire guys, demo. I guys, may- maybe there will be an RPG mode. Right? Nope. Right. Mm. Nope. Uh, would, mm. we, would that even be good? Would that even Probably be not. good? <laughs> it would be better. It would be better than what they're giving I us. I don't even think so. <laughs> Go back and play those RPG modes. They're like they're they're kind of neat, but they're not. They're really... bare bones. Yeah, but they're more fun than just hitting the ball through some rings. I mean, but that's that's not what you did in any of the recent Mario sports games. Well, you did in, in Mario Golf, Toadstool, or not Toadstool, to a World Tour for the Challenge games. Yeah, but the Challenge things were amazing. Yeah, the Challenge things were damn good. Like, that was the best part of the game. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need. Yeah. Well. well, the online stuff was really neat too. But as far as like the single player stuff, I think challenges were far and away the that, best. That online game definitely had a shelf life. Yeah. I think we all thought, oh, finally we're going to get our Hot Shots Golf International Tour or whatever. To be it is. fair. We I, I think for, I played, we tried. I played we both tried. of them online for about the same amount of time. The the, the Vita yeah. Hot Shots game and Mario Golf. Yeah. Basically the same game. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to go back to um, Mario Maker quickly because I think it's probably my favorite Wii U game um, on of the generation so far, probably. Damn. And, and I think that's like it happens like once every sort of. You know, one game in a generation usually does this for me. It's just sort of, it comes sort of out of nowhere and sort of just hooks me. Now, was, hooks there, me was there an episode of Connectivity in which you talked about those games? Yes, yes, and I didn't have one for Wii U. And what now was your I do, Wii it's Mario Maker. Sorry? What was your Wii my Wii, Wii one, my, my Wii one was Beat Trip Runner. Yeah. Excellent choice, sir. Because, you know, like, the whole, I don't think, I don't know if I got across my um, thoughts sort of in that, that segment we did a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's not necessarily a game that's like the best, technically the best game, like a Mario Galaxy or something, even though I really like those games. It, it wasn't enough to like sort of become addicted to it and sort of push you over the edge and always wanted to go back and play it uh, for me. So Bit Trip Runner was out on the Wii, and Mario Maker is like that for the Wii U. I just want to keep thinking about it and like go back and play it and turn it on just to fiddle around with for five minutes, like... Don't come across the, I don't come across those games very often. I think it's probably to do with either like it's got some sort of new gameplay um, experience that I haven't done before really, or it's just some um, like Beat Trip Runner was a platformer, but it was something about it that sort of addicted me a whole lot. And um, yeah, Mario Maker is the same the same way. So nice. And I a few years ago when um, during the Wii generation, I did mess around with the PC editor for New Super Mario Brothers briefly. I made about six levels in that and just comparing that experience to the Mario Maker experience it's like night and day because it was so annoying making a level on the computer and then you know copying files, taking it to the Wii, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. You know now you can make you can lay down the blocks and instantly play it and um, edit it on the fly so you know before you would have to go back and forth and slowly make changes to it and it was very cumbersome so just having the ability to edit instantaneously is so good yeah definitely and yeah, okay so i'm oh, sorry yep no 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 that's i i uh just just gonna say i completely agree that's the biggest thing i'm impressed with if you you know die during your level you you get to a point where uh, you need to tweak something. You literally just tap the edit button, yeah. and you do it right there in front of you. It's it's super convenient and and user friendly. Mm. It'd be like I think Brian was saying he's looking forward to DLC possibly. Uh, so so am I. I think having more elements would be like make it even better, make it more fun. Like even if it, keys, you know, you could, I don't know keys, if we're gonna yeah. see DLC. Yeah, it's Everything that Nintendo has said to this point has pointed to no DLC. Oh, really? Mm. Plans can mm. change. Plans usually yeah. do change, but 
But every like back at E three, they were asked about, it and they're like, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I just think it is because it's like every major game this year has some sort of DLC, and seems like this would be a, a good game yeah. that would have it. That's weird. But I, but I think that there could also be an argument made, and I could, I could hear this being discussed in Nintendo, that the DLC is the levels that people are making. Oh, yeah. Like, that's okay. what... I mean, I because mean, if you think about it from, from the Nintendo perspective, the reason for DLC is to make it evergreen, to keep it going. And right. it's worked very well with Mario Kart, with Smash Brothers, uh, with Splatoon. Um, and with Mario Maker, it's like, to keep it going, like, just people making levels period right yeah but i think there's a limit to that six months from now uh, i think you know half the people aren't going to be making levels anymore yeah that's what my Um, that's exactly what my concern was when i was discussing the review neil's review with him i said i i don't know what how many people are going to be sticking with this yeah what's what's the lifespan of this game and i think i think introducing like a dlc pack six months to eight months from now uh, maybe just like it wouldn't even have to be like a huge huge update maybe just like a couple of extra level themes say ice world and desert world add a couple yeah. of add a couple of enemies that are specific to those environments and a lot more people would come back and you know start making levels again with those new features um, maybe there's no point in Nintendo bothering to do that but I would add I'd some like, of the bullshit like elements that. from Super Mario Brothers 2 like wind and poison mushrooms <laughs> poison yeah yeah just um quickly if you have you guys gone back and tried to play like super mario world after having a lot of time put into mario maker no but i've been very it. curious it is insane i played it the <laughs> other day and i've been playing a lot of mario maker obviously i mean i've made a few mario world levels and um the movement speed in mario felt like it was so fast i could barely control him it's going to take a while to readjust Oh wow! It was so. It seems so much faster than um, anything in Mario Maker, obviously, because it's using the new Super Mario Brothers physics and stuff. But it was kind of hard to play. Anyway, let's wrap the episode up. So thanks, guys, for jumping on this episode. Thank you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you, um, do you guys want to share your Twitter handles or anything? I am at N-R-O-N-1-0. That's at N-R-O-N-10. Um, I'm at B-R-2-6. At B-R-2-6. I'm at Z Miller 1902 Okay, I'm, I'm at Nicholas N-W-R. If you have any questions or comments, please send them into connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Oh no, yes. did we lose? We lost a Nick. We lost our host. Oh jeez. <laughs> really? Well. Um. Wrap it up, Neil. It might. Maybe maybe we can talk amongst ourselves. Uh, okay. Um, what are, have you guys played anything on uh, non-Nintendo systems that would be notable? Uh, what did I just play? I, I really liked Arkham Knight. I know it kind of got shit on, but I enjoyed oh, really? it. Really? Uh, yeah. One of the few positive things I've heard about that game. I thought it was from, good. From people it's, that I know. It's, uh... I mean, it's it's just like Arkham City, but you drive a car around sometimes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be very stubborn with that and wait for it to be very cheap. You should. It's also like maybe the prettiest game on the system that I own. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, it's I so pretty. pretty nice. I want to check it out at some point. I am yeah. excited. Um, and I guess now uh, we're not really talking game of the year anymore. We're just <laughs> waiting to see if Nick will be alive. Play. Talking about shit we played yeah, in the last um, 12 months. No, dude, that Xbox One bundle that comes with Gears of War, oh, Ori and the Blind Forest, and Rare Replay. Like, I know! Rare she will be mine. Oh, but how yes. much is Isn't it like she $500? Hmm? Hello? 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 Sorry. Answer? Yeah. Nick? Hello? Hey, there he is. Okay, he's back. Okay. Why can't I hear myself? Oh, God, this is terrifying. What happened? I can hear myself real well. Mm. <laughs> and uh oh shit <laughs> Nick are you on? yeah I'm on Yeah, yeah. why yep. can I hear myself so well <laughs> this is really weird this is amazing is Neil there? No, there's like an echo. can you hear me? <laughs> I can I, hear I you I can hear everybody alright this, this might be the least the least nice ending episode ever. Um, because, like, everybody sounds weird okay. right now on Skype. Yeah. Wait, let's, wait a second. Let's just try... We'll hang up the call and try again. Okay. Okay. Wait, is there another call still going? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe what, that's what happened. That, that's what I was thinking. There's an echo. I'm not answering. Yeah. How do we, like, why yeah. still a call. <laughs> How do we end the other call? What the fuck? Are you guys gone? I I'm here. No, I'm still here. Jesus. Shit. Nick. Hello? Nick, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? What the hell? Okay. There's, I'm looking at Skype right now. There's no record of no, another... I, I don't there see shouldn't either. be a call right now. Guys, nothing makes sense. Okay, <laughs> this is really weird. Skype has gone sentient. We, we, we can't figure out who is hosting the call. It's not me. I can't hang up. <laughs> no, like really, I'm looking at Skype right now. There's no record of this call existing. I can, I can call the group, which is really weird. Yeah, I, I can too. That's really weird. Restart yeah. Skype. Alright, bye yeah, everybody. Restart. What? Okay, Nick. Is it working? This um, is really weird. I guess they both left. <laughs> because, oh. <coughs> okay, so what was happening is that there was a second call that we didn't yeah, know yeah. I am the very model of how it was working. General. I've information vegetable but now I think because they left and they quit uh, out of Skype, they might be able to. Historical. Mm-hmm. 
from Marath Underwater through an order categorical. Yeah, my, my internet connection's been bad the last day or so, too. It <laughs> just cut out. Five. Yes. No. It's busy. Neil? Hello. Okay, is it work? Hello. Hi. Hey, Neil. Can you hear me? Hey. Nick? Yeah. All right, okay, should, we, should we just like wrap this up? Yep. Yeah. Um. Once Brian gets back, we'll we'll wrap it up. Yes, you should, sir. <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't even really hear what was happening near the end there because my connection is so bad. I'm running off three G on no. my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> because my internet. Yeah, is well, I know. I know. We all like, repeating. Dying for some We reason. had two calls. Oh no. We had two calls going at the same time. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out how. Alright, Neil, are you still there? Yep. Okay, good. Alright, Nick, wrap her up. Well, we haven't got Brian. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shit. Brian, call in.